Welcome to another inspirational podcast at Real Life Church. For more great content and updates, visit reallifechurchkc.com. It's a five-week series. It's going to go one week past Mother's Day. And I'm telling you, we're going to take stuff from the culture that's relevant and pull out a spiritual truth. This is something Jesus did all the time. And we're excited about preaching through some of the songs. You may know. If you don't know them, you're going to get to know them. And uh, we're going to have some real fun on the stage. So the next week, this next coming week is going to be awesome. Uh, we're doing a theme called Scars to Beautiful. And if you don't know the song, check it out. But, man, I'm telling you, it's going to be a powerful Sunday. We've got a lot of cool stuff coming in the series. But I'll invite you back. So you got the invite from me, okay, uh, to hear from this series. But, man, I'm excited what God's going to do. I'm going to dedicate this message today to somebody who feels like quitting. Now, if you've been in a uh, season of your life, you feel like quitting. And so this morning, I'm going to dedicate the message to you guys. I know it's Easter Sunday. It's like, man, we're talking about quitting. And I think oftentimes, you know, we're in a Super Bowl of Christianity. Amen. Jesus won the Super Bowl. And so uh, sometimes we still think we're on Good Friday. Uh, some of us maybe come this morning and there's a little bit of uh, some questions in your life. Maybe you're in a season of hopelessness or some doubt. Maybe there's some frustration in a relationship. Maybe you're ready to quit on somebody. And this morning, my prayer is that God speaks to you. It gives you a word of encouragement that picks you up and, and really gets you going the direction you should go. Because here's what I know. The greatest blessings in life come after not giving up. Sometimes the greatest blessings in your life can come after not quitting too early. I don't know if anybody would attest to that. Maybe you had a challenge in your past. You're living some blessings today because you didn't give up in the past. I know that's my story. Uh, that is my, there's a lot of things in my life that I didn't quit on and God's blessed. And you know, one of those things, I want to share a story uh, just with my family. Uh, me and Diane, we started uh, dating a long time ago. And we're going to come up on 12 years of marriage this July. So we're excited about that. We're still falling in love. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Honeymoon's not over. You know, we're just getting started. And that's what, that's what I tell myself. I got to keep going here. Um, it's awkward when she's behind you, you start telling stories, you know, because she knows she's behind every good man's a woman rolling her eyes, so I'm just kind of waiting for it. Um, we, we met in high school. I was, uh, and uh, we, we didn't date uh, in high school, and uh, I almost didn't date her, and this is kind of where the story comes to quitting, but we met in high school, and uh, I became a drum major in the band. I was ahead of the nerds, and uh, she was already there leading them, and so we became friends after my freshman year, and we started hanging out uh, quite a bit, and uh, the real reason that she hung out with me because I had an in-ground pool, so I was being used, and that's okay. I, I accepted that, and uh, that's just kind of what it was, and I dated all her friends because uh, that was my way of getting close to you, babe. Um, just, just stay a little closer. She's still not buying that one. So I date all her friends. I don't know what I was thinking. I look back like, why I do this? And, uh, and she was dating other guys. And we, we always hung out. It was like uh, people predicted that we would date and get married because even though we're dating other people, we're just hanging out all the time like, like we're dating or something. And so you got to know about Diane. Diane's a, a free spirit. Um, you know, I don't know what it was about her, but uh, our, our personality is the opposite to track, you know. And so she'd always be like fast be late, like to everything. And so first, uh, What? That's right. She's preaching down the house. Just, I don't know why I try to change that. I try to change her. I should appreciate it. And so it's like first hours band class, and she's the drum major, so she kind of strolls in every day about five, ten minutes late. And I just remember coming in sometimes. She's wearing these pink, fuzzy, leopard print jacket. I mean, come on, dude, a free spirit. Thank God there wasn't social media back then, you know what I'm saying? And then she wore these red pleather pants, you know what I'm saying? And they were not church approved, you know what I'm saying? So she came strolling in. I was like, dude, I'm going to marry that girl. And... uh <laughs> It's just kind of, she's a free spirit. So after high school, she graduated a year ahead of me. She went down to Baylor, uh, down in Texas. And so I was uh, just cruising along high school. I didn't date my senior year. I was, didn't talk to Diane. We kind of went different, different ways. And you came back for the summer. And, uh, man, we started hitting off. And, uh, man, I started falling for her. And uh, she didn't quite know that at the time. And I'm like, man, I'm really starting to like her. There's one big problem, though. She was dating somebody. And so uh, this guy, she'd been dating, been dating for three years. And, uh, man, I was like, heads tell me, abort, 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 abort. My heart's saying, oh, man. 
Oh man, you know, and so uh, just by coincidence, or should I say God's providence, uh, this guy showed up to my house and uh, we were friends and he came over and he wanted some advice. He had some relational issues with Diane. And so he came to my kitchen and I'm telling you, I got some good stories. And so he's, he's telling me about the situation and the struggles and he just doesn't think it's a fit. And my head's telling me, abort, <laughs> don't say anything. My heart had a different plan. Anybody want to know what advice I gave him this morning? I told him that he should break up with Diane and he did. Come on, somebody. Come on. Come on. I'm just telling you, greatest blessings are oftentimes found by not quitting. Amen. And so we got two kids now and an adopted daughter, and we just had our first grandbaby this week. Come on now. We're like 30 going on 50. So uh, I'm just telling you, man, your greatest blessings are found behind that. And if I can just share just a real story with you, something that just, there's something to struggle in my life. And just be real honest with you, this story, I really can't go into a lot of details, but there's a lot of stuff. Uh, I can't even share all the feelings I have about this. Uh, but there's a point in my life where I was uh, up for being lead pastor of the church, and uh, I got voted down. Uh, to be a lead pastor of the church. And uh, I went in front of a board and the board had a lot of different opinions about what should happen. And uh, you know what? They didn't like my opinions of church. I uh, didn't like uh, certain things about it and it was kind of on, on, on. And uh, they ended up not selecting me. And I mean, I was devastated. Like I, would, I started thinking to myself, like, am I qualified for ministry? Like, am I really good enough to lead? Like, am I called to this? Man, maybe I should do something different in my life. Maybe I should just hang it up. Maybe I should do something different in front of me. And, I, and then my first Sunday of not being on staff in a decade, I went to a church. It's a little church called Life Church. There's a pastor named, you have one shout out. Um, and there's a pastor named Craig Rochelle. And he had a similar story when he was in seminary in college. Uh, he was graduating and he went in front of a board and they rejected him. They told him that he wasn't qualified to lead the church. He wasn't gifted as a pastor and he shouldn't be in ministry. He's completely devastated. I don't know if you know anything about this church, but they're the largest church in the United States today. And so he made this comment, and it stuck to me, it spoke to me. He said, he said, sometimes the will of man is far from the will of God, amen? Sometimes what man wants for you is far different from what, what God has for you. So I'm going to speak to somebody today that maybe is listening to somebody that's talking about God's will for your life, because I believe your greatest blessing is found on the other side of not giving up this morning. I'm going to dedicate this to somebody who feels like quitting today. You know, we talk about Easter, oftentimes we think, uh, we're, we're not talking about a fight between other people. I know we talked about, like, my times of quitting, but oftentimes uh, we understand is that we are fighting a spiritual enemy, his name is Satan. And our enemy hates us. He hates God. And he wants nothing more to destroy your purpose and your potential in life for Jesus. And if you're taking notes, I want, you, I want you to write this down. I want you to think about this. But your enemy gives you a million reasons to quit. He'll give you a million reasons to quit on God. He'll give you a million reasons to quit on that somebody in your life, to quit on your marriage, to quit, to quit pursuing your vision. Some of you have a dream in your heart. And you're like, man, I just can't get there. If that's an opposition, I feel like stepping back. I feel like quitting today. I'll give you a million reasons to quit on things in front of you. But with God, you need one good reason to stay. Amen. And so we're going to have uh, our team, they're going to lead us in a song. This is called A Million Reasons. This is straight from the culture. You might know it by Lady Gaga. Who thought we'd be singing some Lady Gaga songs at church? Uh, we're going to do that this morning on Easter Sunday. And so my wife, she's going to lead this song and uh, just a little bit of her story. If you don't know, she had a million reasons to quit on the things of God as well as we walked through that tough season in our life. And uh, you know what she found? She found there's one good reason to stay and his name was Jesus. Amen. And so we're going to keep following, keep pursuing him for what he does. So we're, we're going to listen to the song. Make sure you pay attention to the vocals. It's good. You're giving me a million reasons to let you go You're giving me a million reasons to quit the show You're giving me a million reasons Give me a million reasons Giving me a million reasons About a million reasons If I had a highway I would run for the hills 
You could find a dry way I'd forever be still That you're giving me a million reasons Give me a million reasons Giving me a million reasons About a million reasons I bow down to pray I'm trying to make the worst seem better Lord, show me the way To cut through all this foreign Head stuck in a cycle, I look off in a stare It's like that I've stopped breathing but completely aware Cause you're giving me a million reasons Give me a million reasons Giving me a million reasons About a million reasons And if you say something that you might even mean It's hard for me to fathom which parts I should believe Cause you're giving me a million reasons Give me a million reasons Giving me a million reasons About a million reasons Try to make the worst seem better Lord, show me the way To cut through all this worn out leather I've got a hundred million reasons to walk away But baby, I just need one good one to stay I believe I married up. That's all I got to say. I'm a, I'm a, yeah. My father-in-law's on stage, by the way. He's, he's amen in that right now. Man, that was awesome. Thank you guys for doing that. And uh, they're going to be covering the songs for the next uh, five weeks. And so man, I just want to tell you, you just need one good reason to stay amen. And this morning, I want to challenge you what Jesus said. He shared some words of why he stayed. And he was pressed down. He had every reason to quit, everything in front of him to give up. But Jesus stayed the course. And why he stayed, it's found here in John chapter 12. Look at this. He says, now the time has come for the Son of Man to enter into his glory. I mean, it was time for Jesus to give up his life. He says this, now my soul is deeply troubled. Man, Jesus' heart was in agony. He knew that the pain in front of him, that road is going to go down to the hill of Calvary for the cross. He knew what was in front of him, the torture he would go through. And so Jesus asked this very honest question in this next verse. He says, should I pray? Should I pray, Father, save me from this hour? Should I pray this? 
question to God. Is there another way, Father, that I can do this besides the cross? Is there another direction I can go? Is there another way we can do this besides all the suffering? And one gospel put it this way. He said, may this cup of suffering be removed from me, but not my will, but yours be done. Jesus was going to ask a question. There's a million reasons to quit. Should I, should I do this? Is there another direction I should go? And Jesus not only knew that the physical pain was going to happen, he knew his emotional pain as well. He's going to be rejected by Judas. He's going to be betrayed by him. He's going, he going to be denied three times by Peter, one of the leaders of his disciples. And at the, fo at the foot of the cross, he's been forsaken by all of his disciples. See, Jesus knew something. He knew there's a million reasons to quit in front of him. He knew there's a million reasons not to go to the cross. And the words I'm going to say can't adequately describe the intensity of the pain that Jesus had went through on the cross because he knew some things. He knew that he'd go to the cross, that he would be beaten beyond recognition. He knew that the Roman soldiers were signet rings in their, on their fingers and when they beat him that you would not recognize him as human. He knew that the whip that would be used to scorch his back would be full of glass and bone and stone and would tear apart his flesh to see his internal organs. He knew that of going to the cross in front of him, he'd be laid on that and those nails would be driven through his hands and his feet. And they'd hoist him up and hang him there for people to see and strip him naked. He knew that his arms would be stretched out and he'd have to pull himself up be able to take a breath so he wouldn't suffocate to death. He knew they'd take a crown of thorns and they would push it into his brow and they'd mock him and they'd put a sign above his head on the cross and say, all hail, king of the Jews. People would come by and say, if you could save others, why can't you save yourself? But I think most of all, Jesus knew something that was gonna cost way more than that. He knew that he would become sin for us. He knew that on that cross that his father would pour out every sin that we committed onto him and it would literally crush him that he would be on that cross, he wouldn't be destroyed, but he would pay the penalty, that his father would pour out every single wrath for everything we've done wrong, and he would take all of our bad, and he would strip that down, and God, his father, would pour it on him and give him his, our punishment on the cross. In that moment, Jesus would look to his father, and his father would not be there because his father can't see sin. He'd cry and say, Father, Father, why have you forsaken me? See, Jesus is gonna ask a question. Should I pray? Is it worth it? I can think of a million reasons not to go to the cross today, but I'm gonna tell you something. He had one good reason this day. I want you to check it out. In John chapter 12, verse 27, it says this. Now my soul is deeply troubled. Should I pray, Father, save me from this hour? Man, say this with me, this next part. He said, but this is the very reason I came. I mean, this is the reason I came. I came to go to the cross. This wasn't an accident. This was by choice. There's a reason for me going there. You gotta understand the reason today. Sometimes we think that Jesus came for the righteous, but he came for the unrighteous, Amen. He didn't come for the healthy, he came for the sick. He came for the sinner. He didn't come for the religious, amen? He came for those who need to be set free that, that are captives to sin. I don't know about you, but if you ever felt in your life that you were unholy, maybe you felt lonely, maybe here today you don't feel worthy, maybe you feel dirty, maybe you feel like you've been marginalized or you've disappointed people, maybe you don't feel like you add up, maybe you feel like you're unwanted. I've got good news for you today. You're the reason Jesus came. Jesus came just for you. You are the person that Jesus died on the cross for. It's amazing what you can do when you have a reason, amen? I don't any CrossFitters in the house. Anybody does CrossFit? Nobody? That's one, dude, I like it. Maybe there's more. You're ashamed. It's okay. Um, we'll work on that. But I'm praying for you guys in CrossFit because you guys are a little crazy. You guys get up at five in the morning, maybe earlier, and you flip these tires over the size of cars, and you get on these boxes, you start jumping, going crazy. Why do you do all this? Nobody has a reason. Perfect. Because... Because you're sick in the mind. No, because you love it, right? You want to win. You want to be in good shape. You want to be healthy. You have a reason to do this. I'm going to tell you, there's a million reasons to quit CrossFit. They're called burpees, amen? Come on, somebody. 
I don't know, maybe you guys like burpees. I'm, I hate burpees. But some of you guys are going, you're trying to pay off debt. You're working two jobs. Maybe you're trying to put your spouse through college and you realize, hey, look, I'm, in this season, I'm not going to quit because there's something greater on the other side of not quitting. Amen? There's a career. There's a dream. There's a passion. There's some kind of financial reward. Some of you guys are, are going through some different seasons. Maybe uh, you ladies in the house. Come on, you got four to five plus children. Come on, you had some seasons of suffering. Amen? I mean, why do you put yourself through that? Because the day that little blessing's born, come on, somebody. It was all worth it, amen? Because when you have a reason, you can endure the season you're in. And so Jesus had the number one reason to stay on that cross. I don't know about some of you, maybe you feel like quitting on something. Some of you feel like quitting on your marriage. Some of you came today and it just looks cool. You got your Easter stuff on, you're putting that show on, but you know, inside, like it, you guys are talking about separating. Things aren't going good, you guys are fighting, you're ending the rope. But I'm gonna tell you this morning, I hope you find one good reason to stay in that marriage. And some of you guys feel like quitting on God. You've been going to church. Maybe you're praying and God's not answering your prayer. You're not seeing anything change. You're like, man, I'm not so sure about this. I feel like maybe quitting on somebody around you. You feel like quitting somebody that maybe your kid, maybe it's a relationship, maybe it's a friend, maybe it's a coworker, maybe it's a boss. Maybe it's a dream inside your heart. It's amazing you go through a tough season. It's so easy to quit on yourself. So easy to quit on your dream. You know, I almost quit on my dream to launch this church because of a situation in my past I talked about. Almost quit on a dream. But God had different plans. You know, Jesus had a reason to continue. What was it that kept Jesus on the cross? And I love this. It says in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2 and 3. And you got to say this when he says, for the joy. Come on, somebody, for the joy. You got to put a smile on your face. For the joy. We're going to keep staying here. We got all day long. For the joy. For the joy. I'm going to keep preaching until I'm going to hear this. For the joy. Come on, somebody. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross. There was a reason he went to the cross. It was bigger than the cross. It was above the cross. It was something eternal. It was something amazing. And Jesus said, I'm going to endure this season of the cross because of the joy out there in front of me. He says also, he said, he sat down. He says, scorning his shame, he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. He was placed in a place of authority in heaven. It says this, consider Jesus who endured such opposition from sinners that he was crucified so you would not grow weary and lose heart. Man, for the joy set before him. You know, your enemy is going to give you a million reasons to quit. But you do one good reason to stay. I mean, look at the lyrics of the song. I love what it said. I bow down to pray. I try to make the worst seem better. Lord, show me the way to cut through all this worn out leather. I've got a hundred million reasons to walk away. But baby, come on somebody. I need some babies in the house. But baby, I just need one good reason to, to stay. One good reason to stay. And for us, what, what is that reason that Jesus stayed on the cross? What was the reason he was there? It was the joy set before him. I got some good news for you this morning. If you get something today, this is what you need to get. The joy set before him was you. You were the joy set before him. You know what Jesus had on his mind was you. I'm going to tell you something. The nails didn't hold Jesus to the cross. It was his love for you that held Jesus to the cross. Amen. He was thinking about you when he went through that crucifixion. He was thinking about paying for your sin debt because he went in a relationship with you. I'm going to tell you something today. You got to get this. You matter to God. You, the one, matter to God. Matter of fact, Jesus had so many different stories about the one in the Bible. And one that sticks out is the story of a shepherd who had a hundred sheep. And one on went astray. And what did, what did he do? He left the 99 and went to the one. Matter of fact, there's a more powerful story just a few parables later where there was a, there was a, a father and he had two sons. And when the youngest one went prodigal and he left, he, told, he took his father's inheritance and squandered it. And you think, man, this guy's, this dad's going to hate this kid. But you know what the dad did just like any father? He waited at the window for his kid to come home. The moment that boy came back to him, he wanted to come back as, as a servant, as a slave to his father. His father ran out and greeted him with a kiss. And his son started apologizing. He said, son, be quiet. We're going to throw a party because you're home today. And you have full access to everything that I've given everybody else in my life. I'm telling you something, God, you matter to God today. Amen. He wants to give you full access to all of him this morning. So I don't know what your story is. 
don't know where you've been or what you've gone through, but God wants you today. Jesus had one reason to stay on the cross. I'm going to tell you something. At our worst, at mankind's worst, God was at his best. When we were crucifying the Son of God, the one that was going to pay for our sins, we were mocking him and hated him and scourged him and hung him on that cross. You know what Jesus said? He said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. In the moment of our worst in humanity, when Jesus could have given up on us at any moment, he still said, you matter to me. It's worth going through this cross because I want a relationship with you. You matter to God this morning. I'm gonna tell you something. Jesus had a million reasons to take a different road. The Bible said he could have called down legions of angels, tens of thousands of angels, and could have rid him of the pain of the cross. But instead on that cross, he said this word, he said, tetelestai. That means it is finished. There's a moment on the cross where Jesus took on all the weight of our sin. And he, he took upon every part of that and he paid the penalty for our sin and the father turned his back on him. And he said in that moment, it is finished. I've made a way, amen, for you to know me. I mean, what a powerful picture of what Jesus did for us. And when Jesus died on that cross, it was Good Friday. It's what we consider with Jesus is death. And the Bible says that the sky went dark and the earth shook. You can imagine there's people standing around. The Bible says there's a Roman centurion that just crucified Jesus and he said, surely today we crucified the son of God. There's some disciples that took Jesus' body and they put it in a tomb and they rolled the stone in front of the tomb to lock him in there. You can imagine the disciples on that Friday night weren't feeling too good. They had a dream in their heart that that was the Messiah, the one they loved, they'd given up everything for, they'd sacrificed, they'd give up careers, their families, they've been traveling on the road, they have nowhere to go, they're hopeless. Saturday morning rolls around, they probably didn't sleep at all, and they're standing looking at each other going, what should we do next? Where are we going to live? Where are we going to go? What are we going to do? I can imagine by the afternoon, they're probably kind of getting bitter. They're probably upset that Jesus, that maybe potentially even lied to them. They didn't understand what was happening. Maybe, maybe, maybe they're believing that Jesus come back, but they're so disappointed they don't know what to believe anymore. And I'll tell you something, by Saturday night, they're probably ready to quit. Probably ready to quit. But then Sunday morning happens. I'm gonna tell you something, it's amazing what happened in a few days when God's involved, amen? It's amazing what can happen in just two days when God shows up. There's a couple of ladies that ran out to the tomb and guess what, that stone was rolled away and they looked inside and Jesus was not there because he was resurrected, amen, from the dead. He was risen for our sins. He paid the penalty for death, hell, and the grave for us. I mean, that's what Easter is all about, that we are changed because of the power of God in our lives. He paid the penalty for our sins. I'm gonna tell you something, it wasn't the nails that held Jesus. It was the love for us on the cross. Sometimes your greatest blessing is found on the other side of not giving up today. I'm about you who feels like giving up. I'm gonna give you a word of encouragement this morning. I just wanna declare over you to hold on, amen? Don't give up. Don't give up on what God has for you. Don't quit because your friends don't like it. Don't quit because your parents said not to. Don't quit because there's a distraction in your life. Man, follow what God has for you because God is faithful in your life. You know, when things look impossible, you got this voice in your head that says you can't do it. You're not good enough. You can't make it. I've got the same voice. But what you got to realize is you have one good reason to stay because you serve the God of the impossible. Amen. The Bible says that, that Jesus is the resurrection of life. He's a resurrection of life. If you believe him, he'll give you life eternal. The Bible says the same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. That you have the power of God in your life. Amen. You have one very good reason to stay this morning. So hang on. Hang on through all the temptations and through all the pain and through all the suffering. Follow the will of God in your life. You know, Jesus knew something when he was on that cross. He knew to take a death to have a resurrection. He knew that you wouldn't find your purpose without some pain, amen? I've been through some pain. I'll find every great Christian has a story of being broken. 
He said, without, he, without her, you can't have healing. Without a struggle, you can't have a story. Without a test, you can't have a testimony of God. I'm here to tell you, hang on through the situation. Hang on in the circumstance. Sometimes you have to be at your worst for God to show you his best. Your enemy's gonna give you a million reasons to quit. But this Easter, you have one good reason to say, here's what I know. Here's my story. When I was in college, I surrendered my life to Jesus. And this is what I told myself. Jesus, Jesus, if I'm enough for you, then you're enough for me. If I'm enough for you to go on that cross, endure everything you went through, and you sacrificed your life for me, and you thought of me as you went to that cross and died, then you'll be enough for me the rest of my life, amen? That's our heart today for you, that you surrender your life to Jesus. Look what it says in Hebrews chapter 12. It says, for the joy set before him. Jesus had joy going through the cross because of you. Jesus had joy. Jesus, he enjoyed suffering because he knew that he would know you. He says, enjoy suffering for him. For you, he endured the cross, scorned the shame. He sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider Jesus this morning, who endured such opposition from sinners so that you today will not grow weary and not lose heart. I don't know about where you're at today, but do not grow weary and lose heart. It's so easy to quit, amen? It's so easy to throw the towel in. It's so easy to go down the road you shouldn't go down. But today we stand in the shadow of an empty tomb, an empty cross, amen? We're not gonna quit. We're not gonna give up. We're gonna pursue what God has in our heart. We're gonna dream a little bigger. We sang these songs earlier. We're gonna give it to Jesus this morning. Maybe in a season you just don't know Jesus. Maybe in a season you just don't know where God's at completely. Don't quit on what God has for you this morning. Don't quit on what God has for you. I'm gonna tell you something. If you were enough for Jesus, if you were enough for Jesus, on that cross. Is Jesus enough for you? Is Jesus enough for you this morning? I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what your story is, but somebody today, I'm going to tell you, you're going to find that Jesus is enough this morning. And so God, or Satan's going to give you a million reasons to quit, but God's going to give you one good reason this day. It's because of what Jesus did on the cross. He endured the cross for you. I'm telling you something, the greatest blessing is life on the other side of not quitting this morning. Father God, we thank you so much for who you are. God, I pray a blessing. God, in this gathering, God, it's Easter Sunday, God, we stand in light of the resurrection. God, we know your power, God, can change lives this morning. So I pray that you are enough for us, Jesus, that you're enough for us today. As we pray today, there are those of you that say, you know, I'm a little bit discouraged. I've been losing hope in a certain area of my life. Man, I thought about giving up. I thought about giving up myself, giving up on some, someone or something. But today I believe God is speaking to me. Today I want his power in my life. I wanna stay the course. I've been reminded for one good reason to stay. If that's you this morning, if you want Jesus' power in your life, you say, just raise your hand and say, I wanna stay the course this morning. I wanna stay the course. Be like that this morning. I see your hands up all across the room. I wanna pray for you. For those, for God, for those that we're speaking to this morning, God, I thank you so much. God, we know that we are thankful that Jesus went to the cross. It was the joy set before him. It was for us this morning. God, I pray for endurance in the race. Just like Jesus endured the cross, we all have a road to carry a cross on. So God, I pray for endurance this morning. God, I pray you direct our steps by your word, by your spirit and your power. God, I pray you give us faith to continue to plant seeds even though we don't see a harvest. God, I pray we found faithful to you even though it doesn't look like it's like you're in it, God. And so this morning, I pray, God, that we would endure through this season, God, that we'd see a great blessing on the other God, remind us of the reason we're doing this. As we continue to pray across this room today, there are many of you, you're here for a much bigger reason. You were the reason Jesus gave his life. If I sit, we're sat down across from you, we talk about spiritual things, and I ask you how you're doing spiritually. I probably get a lot of different answers. Some of you say, I'm doing great, Sean. Some of you, some of you to be honest, you say, I'm just not doing so great. I grew up in church, been around the Bible my entire life. 
I'll tell you something, I have no intimacy with God. I've been, I haven't been trained, changed or transformed. For real honesty, there's things in my life I'm ashamed of. And sometimes I wonder if God can really love a person like me. I'm here to tell you God loves you, that his love was what held him to the cross. He sent his son, Jesus, and you're the joy that was set before him. You're the one reason he went to the cross. No matter what you've done, God loves you, and he carried your sin on the cross, and he called it joy. He wants a relationship with you this morning, and he gives you full access to his forgiveness and grace. The Bible says this, anyone that calls on the name of Jesus will be saved and forgiven and completely changed. That anyone includes you and includes me. You're not here today by accident. God brought you here today. Why? Because reaching out to you so you can say yes to unlimited grace of Jesus. He'll make you brand new this morning. For those of you that say yes to Jesus, when you call on him, he'll forgive your sins and make you brand new. So across this room today, if you say, yes, I need Jesus. Yes, I need his forgiveness. Yes, I need his grace. Today, I want Jesus. Jesus is enough for me this morning. Would you raise your hand without me looking around? Say, I want Jesus this morning. And I see hands in the back. I got another hand up front, another hand up front. If you need Jesus this morning, just gonna put your hand up this morning. I just wanna pray for you. Say, Jesus is enough for me. If that's you, would you pray this prayer? Jesus, thank you so much for dying on the cross for my sin. God, I pray that you are enough for me. God, you are faithful to me. Thank you for dying on the cross. For me, you can have my life. I want to serve you. God, thank you for giving your best when I was at my worst. God, I pray you come my life and save me from my sin. God, make me know I live for you all the days of my life. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, real life. Would you give up? We worship big for those. This is the end of this podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it. If you have, be sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss another inspirational podcast. For more great content and updates, visit reallifechurchkc.com.